This story is brought to you by Iman, a sexually frustrated and currently visa-less artist. Dear Mr. Spain, hope you're doing wonderful. So before I delve deeper into my letter, let me specify a few things because we haven't been introduced yet. And if I get lost along the way, well, never mind. It's eventually going to end up somewhere close to my point. So three things you have to know before I start. I usually don't really like art because ain't nobody got time for that. I don't know how I chose art over stand-up comedy, but I guess I now have to evolve in some sort of in-between. If you wonder what kind of art turns me off, well, the blue dot on the blank canvas certainly, but also post-colonial art. The one example I have in mind is this artist staring at the eyes of a sculpture of some white man in Morocco who's been dead for a thousand years now. A man who from the 500 kilometers below Earth probably doesn't give a fuck to anyone trying to challenge him through 15-minute performances and art historian statements. You can share bits of this letter on Twitter if you think curators and anyone else I've worked with deserve to know that I'm a shy pranker turned into an artist. Perhaps they need to read somewhere what some of my fellow colleagues worldwide and I have been discussing for a while now. That we do understand the idea behind their para-literature, but unfortunately still think a lot of them are useless. Another example is this French woman who reached out a few months ago to write a paper. Through very long sentences, she asks about everything I didn't care about. My relationship to some only known in Sweden writer's philosophy, if the series represented such science stated in some other writer's book, blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is she never inquired who the people in my photos were, what Tarfaya looked like, if I had had fun collaborating with these friends, and other important things. Things that, for me, are much more important than the connection I share with the metaphysics of fat fuck school of thought. I was five years old on 9-11. It's an important fact because you will probably answer that you're not responsible for anything, to which I will reply, neither am I. I'm saying this because one of my white ex-something once told me how much of a bummer it was to travel in Africa and feel undesired or fooled, to which I replied that I had nothing to do myself with 9-11, but my existence, systemically speaking, as a world citizen, is tied to this tragedy. So deal with your fucking history and shut the fuck up. I've looked for a bilateral agreement in the dictionary, but unfortunately don't understand it. Now back to our subject. Since I had a taste of them, there are two things that I have been in a love-hate relationship with. Men and Europe. Precisely because of how they think highly of themselves. So far, their common, insane and ridiculous pretensions have resulted in two major diplomatic crises. My panties have been ridiculously dry for the past year, and so have my people's passports. Europe, if it were to be personified, would be Amin or Joffrey. Amin, 42, is a Casablanca-based painter who quotes Foucault when asked about what he'd like to eat for lunch. And Joffrey, 35, who left Montreal for Cordoba because, let me quote, Canada is too easy, there are no problems out there. Wrote several unpublished books about the human condition. 
Alain Robgrier inspired in style and has yet to open his list of women to apologize to file. With pride, Joffrey speaks of himself as a misunderstood writer. To glide is to be, to be is to glide. Is his motto since Gen Z made it pretty clear la dolce vita sucks. Both of them are Facebook activists. Early week is about jail journalists in Morocco and Algeria, the rest of the week they praise the guerrilla. They're full on social media, but Uyghurs persecution petitions they haven't signed yet. Because they don't believe in the power of Avaz, but also because both of them have had history with former Bumble date, herself a Uyghur, a woman named Zulfiya Zakir, who may perhaps think their Facebook post is an unwitting passing to her, a situation they both don't want to deal with. Amin and Joffrey became friends after they met in Zulfiya Zakir's bed in Paris as part of an open and experimental sex project. They instantly clicked because they're too smart, educated and open-minded for the world they live in. A world torn between drama and jealousy in the best case, religious and economic wars in the worst. They don't see it from the inside, although from the outside, their sentences often start with I'm what you would call the polyamorous, non-jealous type. And end with She went to America for the weekend without telling me. They like freedom and individual rights, but to a certain extent, and usually only for themselves, just like you. The disease they both have knows no border culture. I was recently invited as a speaker at the CCC, Crazy Cock Congress, and had the chance to present for the first time scientific research I've conducted alongside 1,500 other women. The experiment resulted in the discovery of a type E bipolarity impacting men artists between 32 and 60 worldwide. I don't know what the hell they must have gone through, perhaps they must have stayed a couple years longer, or actually forever in their mother's wombs, but meanwhile, we unfortunate women of planet Earth suffer from persistent acne because of their megalomania, narcissistic perversion, and cowardness. Well, this could have been prevented, though, with a dick to visa for sexual tourism, but we'll let you figure out normal visas first, before we start protesting for the D2 implementation. Men meet a girl and soon after break up for a general truth based on pretentious and sick assumptions. I don't want her to feel emotionally attached. I feel like she could potentially, in the more or less near future, manifest signs of emotional and sexual dependency. I, I felt it when she opened up. Opened up referred to as mentioned in the Cambridge Dictionary. Well, I felt it when she opened up to me about the day her ex-boyfriend cited verses from Justin Timberlake's Crimea River in his sleep. Said Emin a half-lighted cigarette in his mouth, still recovering from his hangover. Oh, I, I once was in the same kind of situation in 2004. Just, um, just stop texting her, dude. Replied Joffrey, with a giggle punctuated by an arrogant hand gesture. Remember, Joffrey thinks of himself as Mediterranean since he's been around for the two past years. Now, whether the girl is a freaking astronaut visiting Earth once every three months, 
quite unavailable physically and virtually, or working at the closest coffee place, there are chances the ghosting decision was taken after only one phone call and two dates. In other words, the approximate time and disrespect it takes more or less to refuse a visa application. The time spent between these calls and dates is usually the same for the two cases, between one day and six months. Rings a bell? What Europe, Amin and Joffrey have in common is they all think their dick is so good humanity will forever be drawn to it. It's funny yet how history proves people tried so hard to break up with them several times. Joffrey and Amin twice a year, and as for Europe, well, just read a decent history book. After the crazy cock congress, I took a few days off and stayed in Madrid to do more research at the public library. I did find some interesting and rare footage in their porn archive and thought it would be interesting to share bits of it with you. This one is from an experimental short story written sometime in the 70s. Yo, Spain, you're getting on my nerves. Sex is good, but we can fuck once in a while. It's it's not like if we're vibing or anything. I I need some space. I I feel like I feel like you're colonizing me. Shouts SS, formerly named Sahara Spears, dry on the outside, fucking wild on the inside. Sing Spain while rubbing their tongue and slowly taking off their Kalashnikov belts and military pants. Fucking impossible to communicate with, thinks Sahara Spears, before lighting up a cigarette, although what she would like to do is to light up the world, which she will do a few years later under her rap persona, Poli Sario. Listen, you motherfucker. Fucking put your pants on or... I call my ex, and let me tell you one thing. My ex has it all. Beauty, wealth, and El Andalus. He'll be very, very pleased to send me some fucking guns, and I'll fucking blow you down. Sahara Spears eventually did call her ex, who refused to give her a couple stuff from the brand new range of rifles he had received from his secret lover, Amy Lee Rica, as a divorce gift from his evil French wife. This is why Lady SS, who ain't got time for a heartbreak, started rapping as Polisario. This is the most scientific I can get in my attempt at explaining perversion. I am no curator and no philosopher, thank God. And I hope that by the time Hans-Ulrich Obrist appeals to me more than Kylie Minogue, well, I hope I'll be dead already. Now let me tell you the story of one of my friends so that you try and understand my comparison between Europe and men. You're currently looking at him. He's standing here, just above your head. He's one of the guys from the 27 triptych from my series 80 miles to Atlantis. Let's call him Rogelio. Rogelio wanted a one-night stand with Spain and got stuck in a toxic relationship. You must be asking yourself what in the world that could possibly mean. Well, it means he had been trying for years to get a tourist visa to go see with his own eyes a bunch of places he could almost describe given how he had spent hours and hours looking them up. Needless to say, but I like to say it nevertheless, you guys refused it to him every time he applied. Because you, 
self-absorbed bitches must have assumed again he, as an African and not as himself, would have been forever drowned in your clear blue eyes. Except, sir, no one likes to drown or be drowned. While anyway, Rogelio still managed to do things his own way. In April 2021, I got a phone call from one of my friends in Tarfaya to let me know Rogelio had left for the Canary Islands. I'm pretty sure you're curious about how he left, so let me give you some details. A friend of his was putting up a plan to take his family to the West. Well, the West here is a couple volcanoes getting fucking bored in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So bored, they recently decided to have some fun, which hopefully will, despite the environmental issue it is, help extend the soil all the way to Tarfaya just to bother you a little. So Rogelio, who, let me specify because I know how you guys in Europe love certified papers, has a technical degree and worked at the bank in Tarfaya. So Rogelio packed a bag and took his friend's offer to send him to the Canary Islands from Leon on a boat at night. Same kind of trip you guys take in the Mediterranean or, or the Baltic Sea, except yours is cheaper and safer. Oh, and Rogelio, out of shame, and also because he didn't want his loved ones to worry, didn't let anyone know he was crossing the ocean. His friend's family and himself got dropped off in Leon and waited for a small boat to arrive at night. On the videos Rogelio showed me, the screen is black, we can't see nothing but a tiny light moving around, meaning the boat is coming and that he's soon going to embark on the scariest night of his life. Rogelio is one of my sensitive friends. We laugh but also cry together over basic stuff. So, dear Mr. Spain, you can imagine the amount of tears for such ocean crossing is double the price of basic stuff. On board and throughout the night, some cry, some puke, and some who only knew little about how cold the night could be outside of their homes tried to hang on to their own ideals of the West. After 18 hours in the ocean, well, they run out of gas, as you might have seen it mentioned in the many papers you read or don't read on illegal immigration. One of them had a Spanish SIM card, but very little service. After many failed attempts to reach out to someone, anyone, they finally got help from the local police and reached the Holy Land. This sounds like a pretty long trip, right? Especially when you guys in the West invented something called planes for fast travel. Rogelio then called his mother, who, you can imagine, fainted, struggled with depression for months, and up to now still cries every time they speak on the phone. This reminds me of the heartbreaking and vivid image of a woman I had met at a cyber place in Tarfaya, who had gone totally nuts, crying and screaming, after she received the news that her son, too, had left. She couldn't stop weeping because, although he had made it to Fuerteventura, she couldn't help but think he could have died in the waters. Rogelio's mom still cries for the very same reason, but also because, I don't know if you guys have studied this chapter at law or governance or privileged school, an illegal immigrant cannot travel back home for a visit, unless they do so through deportation. Well... 
the border between legal and illegal is very thin because as an African citizen, you're by default illegal until you do, well, some coke to get enough energy for a visa application shit. But let me finish my friend's story first. So because I'm a privileged artist with a bunch of famous and important friends and clients in Europe, I managed to spend my holidays with Rogelio. And let me tell you that despite my bank account full of white money, it wasn't so easy and I still had to prove for a couple months I was worthy of stepping foot on your tiny land. I arrived at the very ugliest city I had ever been to on a Sunday afternoon and sat down in the very ugliest restaurant I had ever seen. When Orgelio showed up, we hugged each other like we had rarely hugged with anyone before and instantly started crying, both of us, but especially him. I had traveled to Tarfaya a couple of weeks before, but didn't want to talk about it unless he asked, which he obviously did. He wanted to know about the hot news, how everyone was doing, the latest gossip, etc., etc. Under pressure, I started speaking about our group of friends, their surf school, the cafe's awkward waiters, and he kept repeating how lucky I was to be able to go to Tarfaya, which was a place he had almost never left and that had now become a place he couldn't return to. Rogelio's only intention at first was to travel the world, like you guys could do in your free time. He kept repeating this one thing that all of us, people of the global majority, often tell each other. Why is it that the greatest of your dumbass fuckers, rapists, or unknown criminal can just book a flight when the rest of the world has to know eight months prior to their weekend that they actually want to spend a weekend somewhere in Europe? Why is it that the greatest of your dumbass fuckers can so easily come to Marrakesh when the rest of us have to prove relentlessly they're worthy of Europe? I hope you don't find it normal, and if you do, well, just save your saliva for the greatest of your masturbational bilateral summits and please don't reply. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a hippie advocating for free borders, and in fact, one of the songs I hate the most is John Lennon's Imagine. I'm just a bad, bad bitch advocating for consideration and justice. So anyway, Rogelio and I did have a blast in Spain this summer. We let our anger out, and I promised I would report his story to you in a way or another. I told him someone had got in touch with me for an exhibition commissioned by the Spanish embassy, and I also told him I wouldn't answer before we discuss it together. I hope you do understand the amount of values I share with institutions in general. More specifically, a foreign embassy in my country praising cultural exchanges but preventing mobility is close to zero. For example, I know there's a Spanish artist attending this event we're at now and hosting a talk tomorrow. I'd like you to remind all of us what it took him to actually take part in this cultural exchange program. Did you let him know six months in advance so that he could deal with his paperwork? So anyway, yeah. I told my friend I would do my best to deliver his story, after which we thought making a video could be cool. The problem, see, is... My friend was raised in a small town within a very polite and good-mannered family, so some of the stuff he said on camera was as nice as, Mr. Spain, I hope you understand the situation and I hope you'll make it easier for us to travel in the future. Literally. I'm pretty sure that even you think this is too nice of a critique towards your mafia's behavior. 
I'm carefully using the word mafia because another matter is you guys make shit loads of money behind people's backs when you refuse their right to mobility, don't you? We then agreed the video wouldn't be creative and perhaps I should do what I like the most to use the 200 words I know alongside my favorite one. Fuck, 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 fuck. To report in a more or less fair way whatever I have to report. So I know you'll think because you're privileged and never had to care about such mobility issues that everything is his fault because he's the one who embarked on this journey. But let me tell you something else. Among my illegal migrant friends, most, if not all, never wanted to be stuck. In fact, no one likes to be stuck anywhere. Most of them wanted to travel, go back and forth, and had tried the legal way under your very strict rules, and by strict rules, I mean racist, fucked up rules. Let me tell you something else. I do know a bunch of people working in embassies and consulates, and one of them, an employee, European himself, once told me a recurrent motif to visas refusals is they're single and they're Moroccan. Does that sound normal to you? To prevent someone from traveling because they're single and Moroccan? If there's a tiny, less racist excuse to it, well, I would be glad to hear it. Dear Mr. Spain, I hope you understand that, unlike my friend Rogelio, I was raised with wolves and have way too many things to deal with right now, including my sexual frustration, to keep this visa thing destroy me from the inside. I hope you understand the analogy between your continent and men. Calm your fucking balls, because no, not all of us want you forever. Some of us, and in fact most of us, would like to go back and forth in freedom, and in fact, no migrant whatsoever likes to be stuck in one place and able to come back home. If you don't want to read this as a letter, well, consider it some sort of bad tale to read to your kids before they go to bed. Hoping the global majority's perspective will help them grow a feeling of justice if they too decide someday to become European diplomats. This was Iman, the same sexually frustrated and visa-less artist from 30 minutes ago. 